When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mentioned on the show yesterday that I have been feeling so beyond tired. Like, I feel like I'm barely functioning and it's kind of freaking me out, but also just annoying because I feel so unproductive. Like, I could stare into space for 10 minutes and not realize I'm staring into space. And I chalk it up to maybe a new medication that I added last week and I'm just getting used to it. I got a crazy number of messages telling me that people have the same feeling every year during allergy season and that it's allergy related. Whoa. Is that a thing? Um, it, I didn't even think of that, but I, I don't knock on wood have allergies like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. But when I have had allergies, I think it manifests itself that way. I mean, I, this does not feel normal to me and I've lived in Atlanta more or less my whole life and I've, I have allergies, but usually it's my eyes or, you know, like super red, super itchy eyes, sneezing, all that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of thrown by the suggestion. And if it wasn't coming from so many people, I would have written off the one person that said that, but it was so many people. Did any of these people say that like a Claritin or something would help or whatever. What do you normally take? I normally take, what do I normally take? It's the weird one. No, it's normally Claritin. Yeah. And the blue bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So will that help? Like, should you start taking that immediately or are you going to wait for your blood test? I'm going to wait for my blood test. And also I feel like that's so many medications to be on right now. I feel very weird about taking, I mean, I take three medications every day right now. That would be adding a fourth. And I feel like that's a lot on my body. No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Or am I someone that just doesn't usually take pills? I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. If you're taking this medicine and you woke up tomorrow with a headache, would you take some aspirin or a leave or a Tylenol or whatever we have? Yes, but so Tylenol, you can only, you can take only once and it might make things better. Allergy meds, you have to consistently take every single day for them to work. Like you don't just take I know, an allergy pill for one day. So yeah. Well, ask, I don't know why. So you, I have to commit. Ask your doctor. I think like, I, I remember feeling it was either, was it last year or the year before? Maybe it was even the, I don't know. At some point in the past couple of years, allergies were so bad and I felt like I wasn't plugged up. I wasn't itchy, nothing like that. But I felt like the flu exhaustion. Like all I wanted to do was be in bed and somebody said, oh yeah, that's how the allergies are getting you. So I didn't remember that until you just said it, but I think that's a very smart theory from those people. 36 years old, never heard of this before.
The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, March 29th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that I no longer work in radio for April Fool's Day week. Oh my gosh. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our website company. Now, I do want to offer a quick little disclaimer. I enjoy the creativity that comes from April Fool's Day. Like, I enjoy a good creative April Fool's Day prank. Um, what I didn't enjoy were all of the radio stations who would do like tasteless stuff or super cheesy or super easy stuff. And then we'd have to read about it for 72 hours. And then it sometimes it just made me embarrassed to be in that business. And so when I realized April Fool's Day was coming up in a couple of days, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. I think it's the dumbest holiday ever. Um, it's not really a holiday, is it? It's more of an occasion. It's on a ca- it's on a calendar. That's true. Like printed on the calendar, yeah. which I feel like is like, like if why? You get, if you get like one of those wall calendars, it says in the tiny little print, April Fool's Day. It's a good point. That's, you know what? That is jacked up because that puts it on par with like Good Friday and Easter, y- Yom Kippur and, and New Year's Day. Yeah. No. Why? Why are we doing this? We have got to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock because it's all anybody's talking about right now. Did you see it? Did you watch it? I did. I did not see it live. I saw it yesterday. Did you see one of the unfiltered ones? Because American yeah. TV. Okay. So with your first watch, did you assume it was real or staged? Real. Okay, good. Me too. What was your first instinct upon viewing? I have two initial thoughts, and and they're both probably going to be extremely unpopular, but it's fine. My first thought is my initial, my gut instinct said, well, stop talking about his wife. Like that, like to me, I wasn't seeing it deeper in any sort of way other than like, okay, don't run your mouth about somebody else's wife. Like that's kind of that was my first initial instinct. Right. Um, as the day went on and I was reading more about it, I, my thought was, oh my God, I don't care. Oh, really? I don't care. I don't care about the award show. I don't care. I feel like. Does it change your perception of Will Smith at all? No, it irritates me that everyone is so obsessed with this because I, here's where I am. I love, you know what? I love that take. That is such a refreshing take. It's almost like you, I truly, in the 24 hours since this happened, you were the first person to say out loud, I got to be honest with you, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care for two reasons. One, I am in a spot right now where, well, first of all, I'm just trying to stay stay awake. But also, I just feel like we have so much going on right now in our personal lives. And I just, this is not something that I have the emotional energy to give to. And number two, right. We're we're not going to take time away from checking the house rental listings 
to see what Chris Rock and if Chris Rock and Will Smith have made up yet. I literally am not. That's good. That's good. Okay. Um, and number two is I. It is not lost on me because I hear it every day, and I have to see it every day about what's going on in Ukraine right now. And to me, it's taking the focus off of a way more important conversation. And you know. People are going to say whatever they want to say about that. But I'm like, it really it really stinks to me that all I've seen is that when there are people losing their homes and, you know, I mean, it's a daily basis, like people are always going to be going through hard things. But to me, it is just such a juxtaposition to go from from, oh, we all care about Ukraine and and these people are suffering and this is a horrible, scary thing and war and whatever to immediately go into fighting each other about who's right. I just don't, I, I don't care is my, is my take. I, I get it. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. One, I wasn't expecting you to say that. Two, I really like that take. Why were you not expecting? What did you think I was going to say? I didn't even process what you were going to say because I feel like everybody has an opinion and I don't think there's a right answer or wrong answer, mm-hmm. right? Like y- you can make the argument that Will is defending his, his wife who has uh, an autoimmune disease, right? And she was being made fun of in a public forum. You can also argue that Chris Rock is a comedian and that he should. And it's not the time and the place to jump on stage when there's a broadcast or whatever, like settle right. it, settle you, it behind the scenes. And you can also argue that, well, that's, you know, Chris Rock is a comedian and and he made that joke, not maliciously, but, you know, in, in you know, funny. And you can respect Chris Rock for like, like the show continued, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. After, so there's a lot of arguments that can be made. I, and the fact that like, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I, I like, like, we don't have to care about stuff like that. No, we don't. It's a beautiful thing. So fascinating. I think. So did your thought, did you have an initial thought? And now you're like, oh, I don't care. Well, the whole reason I brought it up is because I wanted to share something on the perspective that I just learned a couple of weeks ago, the perspective of outward um, or a perspective on outward facing anger. Like when you see someone having an outburst, whether it's a, you know, in public person losing it on a cashier or on stage at an award show, or when you see this outward facing anger, it's in the, I think the reason this resonated so strongly with me is because I thought of the times when my anger is outward facing, like when I raise my voice or get mad or get frustrated or bang my hand on a table or whatever it might be, even just like, throw like throw a dishcloth into the sink you know whatever <laughs> it hang up a phone with like you can't really hang up a phone violently anymore but push end call really hard <laughs> that that anger nine times out of ten if you sat down at that point in time and said hey let's let's work through this it's probably not the person who's being slow at the store to ring you up or not giving you a refund or whatever. It's a stack of other frustrations. And that person just happens to be the one that broke the back, the next in line of succession. And and that's just, but very, very rarely. And I just, I remember thinking that, that fact that 
expressed anger is simply unexpressed frustration. And it immediately allowed me to have a little more grace for Will Smith in this case than I probably normally would have. Mm -hmm. Because it made me wonder, like, what? Like, yeah, he's defending his wife and somebody made a a rude joke about his wife. And all that's all fine and, and great. But on a different day, he probably wouldn't have marched up on stage and slapped somebody on national TV, right? Right. So it just made me just think when you see someone expressing that sort of anger, what an easy way to find more grace for them. But just remembering like, God, things must be going really bad for them at this moment in time to escalate to that point. And I think that's... I think that's one of those things that's true eight out of 10 times. There's probably two out of 10 people who are just jerks. Yeah. Who are always just whatever. But you know what? Now that I've said that, I'm not going to care about it. There's bigger things going on in the world. I hope Will and Jada and Chris Rock work it out to whatever is satisfactory to them. And I will move on. (laughs) I have been, my Instagram account has been flooded lately with everybody's prom pictures, like my friend's kids prom pictures and stuff like that. Tis the season, I guess. I thought March was a little early for prom. Like I remember our prom being in like late April, early May, like March seems really early. Um, But then I was thinking about prom. I had one super unremarkable prom. And then I had one where I was really mean to my date and I still think about it. Oh. Do you have any prom stories? You know what? Well, I know you have a prom story. Didn't you go with like a girl that you really liked or something? Well, yeah. Doesn't everybody go with a person they really like? No, I went one year with a friend. Oh, yeah. I went to my senior prom with um, a woman named Melissa or a girl named Melissa, I guess, because she was in high school. Um, So was I. Um, (laughs) That just sounded really weird. Yeah. Um, But when I – like I have – because of my memory, um, I have really no memories of the prom. Like I have no, when I think about it, like I can picture that cheesy picture in my head where mm-hmm. I was wearing those glasses and I was underneath the little trellis with the fake ivy on it. And I remember what Melissa looked like. I remember her dress because I think her mom made it. No. Yeah. Or her grandma, somebody did, but I remember like the fabric and stuff, but yeah, I couldn't – I can't remember if we went to, like, an after party. I have no real recollection of it. Isn't that sad? I have a recollection of it, and that is that your head was massive in the photo. I think it's, like, just the angle. I mean, I know you have a big head, but you don't normally look like a bobblehead. But in Jeff's prom photo, I'll throw it on my Instagram. I think it's saved in my phone as a favorite because it's that funny. It looks like – you look like a cartoon character. I thought this is about your prom memories. Oh yeah. About my prom memory. So I was so, first of all, I had a dress that I am still obsessed with this to this day. I mean, I've since gotten rid of it because I'm not 16 anymore, but it was like the first super fancy dress that I had ever bought. My dad actually told me that if I didn't find another excuse to wear my prom dress, that I would have to get married in it. Um, so there was that, it was like big deal. Such a dad thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was really bummed because the homecoming or the prom queen 
had the same dress as I did. Oh, of all the people, too. Of all the people, like the, the prettiest girl. And I'm like, man. Because you're the only one. She's the prom queen. So you're the only one saying the prom queen was also wearing my dress. Everybody else says, you know, Callie wore this dress that the prom queen wore. And the bummer about that is it was a nice dress. And usually at places like, at least in Atlanta in my high school days, I don't know if they still do this, but they would keep, they would write down which girl and which prom people were going to who were buying prom dresses so you wouldn't double up. Um, the guy- like at the store, they would do that. That's smart. The guy that you were really mean to, Mm-hmm. Did you ever apologize or see him? Have you seen him since prom? I've never seen him since. What makes it worse is he was in college. He lived in Florida and he drove up to take me to my prom. And he was so beyond nice to me that I was like, it like weirded me out for some reason. And I decided like when I saw him that I actually didn't like him, even though we had been like instant messaging for uh, a while. I, you know, every guy has had this happen to them. And then you got mad at him for being so sweet. No, I didn't get mad at him at all, mm. but I like ignored him the whole time after he like drove up. Right. That's mad. Florida. That's, 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 he is so sweet. You decide Ugh, I can't believe he's being this nice. I will not talk to him. So anyways, I think it's just like a lot of pressure, like a guy you're not like a person you're not dating, but that you kind of let. it's just a lot of pressure for that whole thing. The second year I wised up and I went with a huge group of friends and like a guy friend and we had the best time because no one went as couples, like everybody went as friends and it was a way more fun time. But yeah, I still feel so guilty about how I treated him. It was so mean. It was really horrible. Um, and yeah, I, I totally regret it. I, we are friends on Facebook, so he doesn't hate me that much. Maybe I, um, mentioned, I think toward the end of last week, um, about bald eagles and how there's like, there's, there's a bunch of them in Syracuse mm -hmm. wh where I grew up, but I thought they were like pretty much extinct. So I was shocked to find that bald eagles have since made a comeback and now they're just a thing. Yeah. Like people have seen them near Atlanta at Lake Oconee. Oh, like okay. There's, there's bald, like I want to go find. And when a, we were kids, we were doing like projects on endangered species. Yeah, and, and the, bald, the eagle. bald eagle. Yeah. I remember like you couldn't even, like if you ever saw a bald eagle, you don't talk to it. Like stay away. Cause I thought they were protected for That's a what while. I mean. Yeah. Like you couldn't, like they're very, Sacred. whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, they're back. And then that got me thinking about all of this stuff, all of the things that existed when I was a kid that have just kind of faded away that I worried about. Like as a child, I had a fear of quicksand. Like, you don't even know what quicksand is? Oh, I do know what quicksand is. And let me tell you a story that's going to reignite that fear. What do you mean it doesn't exist? It totally exists. I it's not it's not something I will ever encounter as an adult. Maybe not. Or a child. Like it's the chance of me having a run-in with quicksand, but for whatever reason in the cartoons there was always quicksand. In like mm -hmm. Indiana Jones, quicksand. And then my favorite video game was Pitfall. And the worst thing that can happen in Pitfall is you end up in the quicksand. This is going to take this um conversation down a notch, but I feel like I have to mention it. I actually know someone who vanished decade ago um, and they have never found the person and they are pretty sure that he um, was pulled into quicksand. Where? 
in Australia. There's quicksand in Australia? Um, I don't know. It's not Australia. It's somewhere else. I don't want to say because I feel like. Well, you can't tell part of the story. No, I didn't tell part of the story. I told the whole story. They don't know. He like, Well, where is the quicksand anywhere that I could encounter it? Um, no, not oh. unless you travel very far abroad. Uh, the other thing, acid rain. That was a huge thing in the 80s. Acid rain? What's acid rain? Acid rain was the pollution would go up into the clouds and then it would rain down on you. And it was like, they called it acid rain. Now, as an adult, I look back and that just meant that there were chemicals in the, in the rain. They've since like put pollution measures in place and there's less chemicals in the rain. The problem was like the paint finish on cars and whatnot. I've never heard of that before. But when you're nine and you hear acid rain on the news, you think you're going to get stuck outside during a thunderstorm and your skin's going to melt off. Yeah, that's terrifying. The other one, Bermuda Triangle. When's the last time you heard about a plane disappearing in the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, I, um, that was a huge thing in the nineties. Like it was in all the movies. It was in a ton of like pop culture references. I remember like from unsolved mysteries, I think devoted an episode of seasons, an episode, a season on some plane that vanished in the Bermuda triangle. Now it's like, Oh, okay. Not a big deal anymore. Weird. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. If two vegetarians get in an argument, is it still called a beef? Catalina Crunch is a zero-sugar, keto-friendly, low-carb cereal that is a delicious addition to snacking. I love snacks, and I have a sweet tooth, but I don't want to eat all of the sugar, so that's why snacks like Catalina Crunch are so good. My two favorite flavors so far are the dark chocolate and the cinnamon toast flavors, and the bags are resealable, which makes it super easy for an on-the-go snack. If you're trying to eat better, Catalina Crunch has the crunch you crave without the empty carbs. Plus, it has 11 grams of protein and 9 grams of fiber per serving. It's gluten-free, grain-free, and non-GMO. Taste for yourself why over 10,000 customers have given Catalina Crunch a five-star review. They've got eight awesome flavors to choose from, like honey graham, maple waffle, or mint chocolate chip, and you can order them as a single flavor or in a variety pack. See why Catalina Crunch cereal is the fastest-growing cereal brand in America. Just go to catalinacrunch.com slash upside for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's catalinacrunch.com slash upside. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and their snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that's catalinacrunch.com slash upside for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Butcher Box is a subscription service that delivers high quality meat right to your door. This makes meal prepping so easy. Now you can curated box, which they design, or you can do what Callie and I do, and that's make a custom box. Either way, you're going to get between eight and 14 pounds of meat right to your door every single month, packed fresh, shipped frozen for convenience, and you're going to save time on your next grocery store trip. And you're never going to wonder if what you need is in stock because it's right there on your doorstep. I love the red meat. They got grass fed red meat. So delicious. They've also 
got wild-caught seafood, free-range organic chicken, even more. And all their sourcing decisions are made from holistically keeping the bar- farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. If you want to have free ground beef for life, Listen up. You never have to shop for ground beef again with ButcherBox. They are giving new members free ground beef for life, plus a $10 off coupon. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash upside. Get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership, plus a $10 off coupon. Log on to butcherbox.com slash upside. You can claim this deal today. Done is the number one ADHD online treatment platform that is on a mission to make ADHD more affordable and accessible for for everyone. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a teenager, and something I know for sure about mental health from my own journey is how helpful it is to have an expert alongside you. Dunn's board-certified practitioners will lead the way through your treatment, and the best part is every Dunn practitioner is an ADHD specialist, so you're not rushed into a diagnosis and then sent away to handle it on your own. Their expert providers help you consistently through your journey and take extra time to get to know you and your medical history. Their goal is to find your ideal treatment plan, 100% personalized for you and only you. Membership to Dunn includes one-click refills, fast appointments, and flexible scheduling with your provider, and is now available in more than 30 states nationwide. The time is now to treat your ADHD, and it's never been easier. Make your ADHD a strength with Dunn. Initial appointments are $199 normally, but as an upside listener, you'll get your first appointment for just $99 when you go to dunn.callieandjeff.com. That's a $100 savings on your first appointment when you go to done.callieandjeff.com. ADHD done differently. Here are today's three random things. My first random thing is Waffle House has served just over 877 million waffles since opening 60 years ago. In case you're wondering, that works out to about 145 waffles per minute. I am disproportionately excited about taking Ellie to Waffle House for the first time. And I'm actually a little sad that we haven't gone yet. Yeah, you you do talk about that quite a bit. Because the reason why is there's so much input there that she is going to love. The people, the noises, the stuff going on behind the counter, all of it. She's going to love it. Can't wait. And oh, and, and obviously waffles. Waffles. My second random thing is in 1995, Georgia Pecanwood was selected by the Atlanta committee to make the handles of the torches for the 1996 Olympic Games, which is super cool. So like the handles that you saw, um, and I actually saw the torch in person, which was awesome. It like came running by my street. So we went outside to see it. Um, The torches were carried in a 15,000 mile USA relay and in the lighting of the Olympic flame in Atlanta on July 19th, 1996. And my third random thing is spinach is best eaten fresh. Jeff Dollar, you were so guilty of this. As it loses, um, it loses nutritional properties every single day. So the longer you keep it in the fridge, the more you're not getting the nutritional benefits for it. When it's fresh, it has crispy leaves. And then as like, you know, as the, the days pass, like as it gets a little more wilty, uh, you're losing your nutrients. And refrigeration is a good way to slow down the process, but half of the nutrients are lost by the eighth day after harvest. So experts suggest that you, when you get spinach, you actually freeze it when it's fresh to like 
suck in and keep all the nutrients locked in there and then take it out as you need it. Or how about this, spinach people? Talking to you, big spinach. Why don't you um, sell spinach in smaller containers? That is the question of the why are universe. You, why, why are, are we you, selling so much spinach? Yeah. Like, like, I get it. You put it in a frying pan and it shrinks up and you can't even see it. But what if you're just putting it on a sandwich or a salad? I don't need that much spinach. I not feeding rabbits. It's just me. And those are my three random things. There's a thread on Twitter. It was a guy from somewhere in Europe commenting on how blown away he is that Americans leave vacation days on the table. Like it was this long thread. And he's like, I just don't understand it. Like he, I think he was a truck driver in the United Kingdom. He's like, I get X number of vacation days a year and I take every single one of them, no guilt, no shame, like that they're part of my pay. And he equated it, which I thought was so brilliant. He's like, would you just tell them not to pay you for a couple of weeks? Because it's part of your compensation. Mm, true. You know? Mm -hmm. So, like, hey, here's a job. You're going to make $60,000 a year. Would you ever say, hey, you know what? Uh, just pay me fifty-four grand. You keep 10% of that. You never would. So true. So when they say that part of your compensation is a week of vacation, two weeks of vacation, whatever, why would you ever turn that down? And it, in this whole long thread became a whole bunch of people acknowledging that they have vacation guilt and that they're concerned about, or that they don't want to take vacation. And they're concerned about how to make them look committing to go in the next day and put on the schedule or submit their vacation request for every available day they have between now and the end of the year. We have something in our psychology as Americans that's like super weird about that. Yep. And I don't know what it is. I know like what it is. Where I work, we are like we are supposed to use all of our vacation days and it's encouraged and recharged and whatever. And for the first time, like earlier this year, I took a personal day for the sake of just catching up on life. I felt really weird about it. Like I was doing something wrong, even though that's what they're there for. Like how like dare you off, right, take a day off, off, off to go to the dentist or whatever? Yeah. Um, here's where it starts. I can tell you exactly where it starts. Perfect attendance awards. Why are we rewarding? Ooh. Seriously. Why are we rewarding like 10 year olds and 15 year olds for being tough and coming to school when you're sick or whatever? Yeah. Like there's, that's not, I mean, if you're if if you are lucky enough to get through kindergarten through 12th grade and never get sick then you might end up with perfect attendance but guess who that's going to be zero yeah so you're basically saying here's an award for coming into school and infecting all of your classmates right you know what i mean yeah or here's an award because we have made this competitive over your physical and mental health right like that's, there's, that's not a thing. So my, oh, the, the thing that I thought of when I read this Twitter th thread, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to talk about this and encourage anybody who has been feeling some sort of way about your vacation days to get out your calendar. And then this week, go in and schedule all of your vacation dates. Don't wait. Don't be like, you know what? I'll schedule my ones for the fall when we get to August. Cause I want to see how caught up I am. Caught up I am. No. Don't do it. 
schedule them now, put them on your calendar and get the compensation you deserve. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. As of yesterday, I'm officially someone that keeps peanut butter in my purse. Why? Well, so I was at the grocery store and I was um, passing the, the peanut butter aisle and they have individual packets of peanut butter yeah. these days, which I think is really cool. And my thought process is the next time I have the hiccups and I'm somewhere where I'm not oh at home God. and around my peanut butter, I'm going to be prepared specifically at work because I can think of probably three times in the past year or so that I have gotten the hiccups at work and there's no peanut butter to be found. And I'm like, wow, I wish I had peanut butter. So you know what I did? I bought the little packet of it and at the grocery store and I put it in my wallet and that's where it's going to live. Emergency peanut butter. Emergency peanut butter. Hey guys, it's Liz. Um, Jeff, you're talking about the grocery store. And if you're talking about the self-checkout, it is so hard to know if there's people in line or not because sometimes you can see them and sometimes you can't. And I did the same thing. I just like went into the line, like in the middle of the aisle, like the crosswalk way, whatever it is. Um, And the guy behind me was like, there was a guy and I didn't see the people in the aisle. And he was like, hey, the line's back here. And I turned around and I was like, oh, thank you so much for pointing it out. I didn't know. And so then he looks at the woman that's, like, in front of him and is like, see, you just have to be forceful with people. And I was like, dude, simmer down. I didn't know. Like, I shouldn't have to look all the way down the aisle for the self-checkout. Have a good week. Bye. I own my own business, and I know hiring is hard, especially right now. If you're having a tough time hiring the people you need, Workable helps hiring for companies of all different types and sizes. There are 46% more jobs being posted than before the pandemic, and there are 44% fewer candidates applying to each one, which makes this a super tough time. Find the right candidates and hire them fast. Workable accelerates every step of your hiring process from find to hire. They cast the widest net possible by posting your jobs to all of the top job boards with just one click. It helps you evaluate and hire quickly with modern tools like video interviews and e-signatures. Workable will even help you automate repetitive tasks like scheduling interviews so you can spend time on what's important, making hires. Whether you're hiring for your coffee shop or your engineering team, Workable is exactly what you need to hire the right people fast. Start hiring today with a risk-free 15-day trial. If you hire during the trial, which many people do, it won't cost a thing. Just go to workable.com to start hiring. Workable is hiring made easy. Hey, y'all. I feel like there's no way you aren't going to talk about the Will Smith, Chris Rock controversy on the tomorrow morning show. Um, I just have to say, I'm I'm personally just super disappointed in Will Smith. Um, I understand he wanted to defend his wife, but I just think he could have done it in a totally different way. I get shouting at him, which is what he did after he hit him. I, I would have probably stood by that, but it just was a terrible time and place to do that on live television. And it was humiliating. I got that secondhand embarrassment for Chris Rock 
and for Will Smith. It just, you know, you're at, there's no appropriate time or place to do that. But even more so at the Oscars on live television, I don't know what he was thinking. It was very out of character, but I'm very disappointed. I am team, uh, I don't want to say team Chris about it, but it was it was a joke. It, it, I'm just disappointed, William. What are you thinking? Callie, I audibly gasped when you said you could live without ice cream. Like, what? What? Callie and Jeff, this is Heather. I was calling because, Kelly, if you're upset about the word epoxy, I hope that you were able to get nymph. That one, that one was really difficult. It took me step by step to almost the end to get it. So I hope you got that one easier than you got epoxy. Love y'all. Bye. Jeff, you had me a little bit confused when you were talking about wedding crashers because... As you started talking about them getting kicked out of the house and fighting, my mind went to stepbrothers. And I don't remember, I know Wedding Crashers is hysterical, but I didn't remember a getting kicked out of the house part. So I could be totally wrong, but I was just wondering. And ice cream can go for me because dairy is not my friend. My aunt, she lives by herself, and she has this two-bedroom condo. And it's not very big. So she has her master bathroom in her bedroom. And then there's, like, the hallway bathroom, which is also, like, right next to the guest room. A couple Christmases ago, we were all visiting for the holidays. And my parents were staying with my aunt. So it was Christmas morning. And my dad clogged the toilet. And he came out. And he's like, hey, Jean, I need your plunger. Because he just, like, assumed it was in her master bathroom or whatever. And she's like, I don't have a plunger. And he's like, what, how do you not, like, own a plunger? She's like, I don't, oh, I, I wouldn't need a plunger. Why would I need a plunger? She's just so perfect, you know? And <laughs> so my dad had to go to, like, the store on Christmas morning to buy a plunger. And then she was just, he's like, what do you, like, want me to do with it? And I think she kept it, like, in her garage. So I had to get it. But, you know, she never needs it. So I guess that's why. I don't know. Very strange. I used to believe that if I was sad, it meant that I wasn't fighting hard enough or I wasn't grateful enough. And that's not true. Be sad and be grateful and look at the twinkly lights and feel your feelings. It's all real. The joy and the pain is all real. And you don't have to pick one or the other. Life is beautiful or life is garbage. It's kind of both sometimes.